This call may be recorded or transcribed. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Felicita, who's on the line. Good morning, Eva. Good morning, Sister Yvonne. Happy Wednesday. God's got her back all the time. Have a blessed day. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Salasita. Who else has joined us? Good morning. It's Brother Michael. Salasita, happy Wednesday. And I'd like a prayer request this morning for myself, just for okay. healing and direction and really uh, clarity and around my uh, workplace dealings. Okay, got you down, Brother Michael. Healing and direction at, at the workplace? Yes, please. Gotcha. Thank you for letting us know. Good morning. Thank you for calling Declare Victory. This is Alicita. Who else has joined us? Hi, Alicita. This is Susie. Um, I am going to be headed to the doctors this morning, an orthopedic doctor, to see what they can do for my my. Uh, it's orthopedic, so they'll be doing some my with my leg. I'm in a lot of pain right now, so my appointment's at eight fifty orthopedics. So okay. if you could, please, please, um, I, like I said, I'm in a lot of pain right now in my left leg. So oh. if you can please pray for me. Absolutely. We certainly will be continuing to pray for you, Susie. Thank you. And for um, the doctor to get to the bottom of this and, and get you some relief. Thank you so much. All right. We love you. I love you guys, too. Thank you, Thank you, Jesus. Shall be done. Shall be done. Yes, amen. Amen. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, valuable. It's Moxie. Hi, everybody. Good morning, Moxie. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. And Susie, I will keep you. Your name will be shouting all day today. I will keep you lifted, sister. I love you. Oh, thank you so much. I love you too. Thank 
comforter is with you. I feel it already, and I see it. He is with you. Thank you. Hey, good morning, ZZ. It's Didi. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Trust God. You just got to trust him for everything, even through the pain. Going Amen. On Amen. Good morning, it's sunshine. Right here, sunshine. Sorry about that. I say good morning. <laughs> oh, good morning, sunshine. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday to you too. Thank you, and good morning, Dee Dee. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Happy Wednesday, Shay. I love you. Kiss Ashanti for me. <laughs> I will. You kiss your grandbabies for me as well, and love you too. Morning, Good morning, DC. Happy Wednesday, it's Rochelle. Good morning, Restorator Rochelle. Happy Wednesday. Yes, have an awesome, magnificent day, everyone. Thank you. Thank Good morning, you. Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Good morning. Good morning, Sister Tracy. Happy Wednesday to you as well. Good morning, Sister Lisa. God bless everyone on the call. <clears throat> Have a great day. Hey, hey. Happy Wednesday. <laughs> Good morning, Sister Lisa. Happy Wednesday. Hey, hey. <laughs> Love you. Hey, hey. It's Krishanda. Happy Wednesday. God bless you all. Good morning, Sister Krishanda. Happy Wednesday to you. Happy Wednesday. Love you. Love you too. Thank you. Good morning. Good morning. I'll go right ahead. Sorry about that. Good morning. This is Mary. God bless you all. Have a great day. Good morning, Mary. Happy Wednesday to you. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Is there anyone else that would like to say good morning before we begin the hosting? Good morning. It's Asha. Happy Wednesday. Good morning, Asha. Happy Wednesday to you. Okay, at this time, I'm going to ask everyone to please place their phones in mute, and we'll begin the hosting. Good morning, everyone. My name is Valuable Valacita, and I'm your hostess. Thank you for joining us here on Declare Victory. We are a prayer call that meets Monday through Friday, starting at 6 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to edify, empower, encourage, and equip you in your walk with Christ. Thank you for joining us during the month of November as we receive declarations centered around our theme, strength. All of our declares focused on the power of God's strength for our lives. We are sure you were edified, encouraged, and empowered to live life out loud according to the will and purpose of God and his holy word. There are two announcements today. Today is the day to declare victory fast for anything that you may be believing the Lord for. If you'd like to join in, push back your plate or something that you spend a lot of time doing and offer this time to the Lord in prayer. We will be fasting all day until 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time when we'll call back into the same phone number and have a quick closing prayer. Second, we would like to offer you an opportunity to put God first in the area of your finances. 
Our mission at Declare Victory is to offer sound declarations based on biblical truths, along with prayer during the week and outreach participation to serve our communities in need. Will you partner with Declare Victory by giving to support our mission? There are three ways to give. You can give at declarevictory.org or through PayPal at paypal.me forward slash declare victory or through your cash app at dollar sign I declare victory now. We pray many blessings by our Heavenly Father be returned to you for your giving and trusting in Him. We have some prayer requests. The first one is from Moxie Mona. She is requesting prayer for Yvette Brown, who tested positive for COVID. She's also asking for prayers for herself and her granddaughters, Mayani and Imani Taylor. They have been fighting a cold virus for almost two weeks. So let's just pray for complete healing for them. Brother Michael is requesting prayer for healing and direction at the workplace. Then Susie is asking for prayer. Uh, she's going to the orthopedic doctor today, and um, she's in extreme pain. So we're just going to pray for complete healing for her and wisdom for the doctor. The order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Tanya. Declara declaration will be brought by Dion. Then we'll go right into closing comments hosted by Dion. I'll repeat the order. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Tanya. Declaration by Dion. And then closing comments hosted by Dion. The scripture for today is found in Isaiah chapter 12, verse 2. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has become my salvation. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. At this time, we ask that you please place your phones on mute until instructed to come off mute. I now pass the call to Tanya. Have a blessed day. Good morning, everyone. I know you've been asked to do this already, but I'm going to ask again if you would check your phone to make sure that you are muted and that you would also, if you are moving around this morning, getting ready for work or getting children together or whatever you might be doing and you have your phone on your person, just please check it as you're moving around because you might accidentally take the phone off mute. That's just, a, just so that we can protect the continuity of the call. And so now I'm going to ask you to you know, to begin to focus on God's goodness, uh, on his mercy towards us, and that you prepare your hearts um, as we go before the throne of grace. Father, we just thank you. We, we pause this morning as we offer you our tithe and time and ask that you would, first of all, forgive us for any sins that we may have committed knowingly or unknowingly. Ask, we ask, we repent. To repent is to come, turn away from a particular thing, whatever it is that we might have been doing. So we repent and thank you in advance for your forgiveness, for your word tells us that um, you are faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins when we confess to you. So we thank you this morning that we confess and we believe. We confess with our mouth and we believe with our heart that we are forgiven and we make a decision not to find ourselves doing things that we know are against your will, doing things that we know make us 
feel uncomfortable or make us feel guilty. And Lord, even after we do that, we thank you that your word tells us that there is no more condemnation to those that believe. So we make a decision to eradicate thoughts of condemnation based upon past choices that we've made, on on um, actions that we've taken. We make a decision today to accept your forgiveness, and we make a decision to no longer find ourselves uh, we we um, we we going over in our minds over and over, repeating in our minds things that we've done in our past. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is not promised. All we have today is the gift of presence. Your presence. The gift of being present in this moment today, November the thirtieth at six eleven a.m. Father, you heard um, the requests that went forth this morning, and you even know those requests that were not spoken. They are, they are private to the person that's holding them in their heart. First, we lift up those unspoken requests to you. Maybe the person didn't get a chance to share the prayer request, or maybe they just didn't feel led to. But you know, God, your word tells us that you know our thoughts our intentions, even before it, we, the, it begins to materialize and, and we start to say the things out of our mouth. You know our thoughts. What an incredibly amazing God you are that you know our thoughts. And so, Father, I just thank you that this morning, that as we lift up those individuals again that have unspoken requests, I thank you that you give them the desire, not just the needs, those are a given, but you bless those individuals with the desires of their heart, whatever it is, no matter how big, no matter how small, we thank you in advance for what you're doing. But specifically, we pray for uh, Moxie this morning, who is uh, praying for, who's asked uh, us to pray for Yvette. We lift up Yvette to you with possible COVID symptoms. God, we thank you that you're our healer. We lift up her grandbabies to you, her precious little granddaughters to you, God. And we thank you, Father, for complete and total healing um, with regards to the virus that their bodies have been fighting. Thank you, God, that you are our healer. Your word tells us that not only did you forgive us of our sins, but you bore all of our sins and all of our diseases on the cross with you. And so, Father, I thank you that there is no disease, there is no sickness, there is no illness, there isn't anything that is too great for you to heal. God, we thank you that there is a change, an immediate change in the in the respiratory system or wherever it is that the virus has affected these children. God, we thank you and we praise you because you are healer and we look forward to Moxie's testimony. We lift up Susie to you, Lord Jesus, who is experiencing pain. We can hear it in her voice. God, you know, you created every neuron. You created every single tissue, every single cell, every single muscle in Susie's body. And we command you, body, I speak to you. Pain, I speak to you. And I say that you are cursed. Leave her now. Leave her legs now in the name of Jesus. Because according to your word, by your stripes we're healed. And I thank you and praise you that Susie has the disposition to believe your word, to stand on your word, 
no matter how painful it is, but to remind her body that she's healed, to remind herself that she is healed according to your word. And we lift up our brother, Michael. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you, his steps are ordered by you. He's asking for healing and he's asking for direction at the workplace. Father, your word tells us that um, any man that does not provide for his household is worse than an infidel. And so we thank you that Michael has a mind to work, but we thank you, Lord Jesus, that you order his footsteps and that you give him direction about what he should be doing there because he's not there just to work. He's there on purpose for purpose. And so, Father, we thank you for the revelation as to the next steps that he should take. We thank you for doors that have been the right doors that are opened for him, um, that uh, the, 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 the wrong doors that are closed for him and sealed shut so that he can never open, open them again. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for the favor that he has. And, Michael, we're standing in proxy. This prayer is in proxy for everybody that works. This prayer is in proxy for everybody that's having a situation with regards to their healing. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that you make a difference in their lives and that he has favor, that we have favor in our workplace, that people look to us for solutions, that people look to us for advice, and they compensate us very well for that. Now, Lord God, we lift up families to you. We lift up marriages to you. We lift up um, our children to you as they're preparing for school. Um, We thank you, Lord Jesus, for protecting them, God. We thank you for protecting us as we are out in the marketplace. Uh, We come against the spirit of violence and shooting um, unnecessarily and and the the agenda that um, these radical Uh, lefties or righties or whoever they are, um, racist, we thank you, Lord Jesus. We thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, I heard you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, that, that you, God, protect your people. We thank you that when we go out in the marketplace that we do not have to fear, but greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. God, we thank you for your protection. We lift up the unhoused to you as the temperatures are dropping all over the nation. God, we lift up the unhoused for protection, Father. Thank you for relief. America being one of the richest countries in the world that we have and a, a problem with, with uh, people being unhoused is unimaginable to me, God. But I thank you, Lord Jesus, even for those that don't have the capacity to really think for themselves and make critical decisions about their housing. God, I thank you that there are people that are able to step in and to help them. Father, we lift up those that are bedbound. We lift up those that are caretakers, and we ask that you would give them strength this morning, God, that you would give them what they need, the resources. Ah, I hear you, Lord. The camels, not only are they coming, but they're here, and they are loaded. They are weighted down with the resources that we need. God, I ask that you would prepare us Uh, begin to help us to think about and to meditate on 2022, um, but as we're going into 2023 and begin to shape um, uh, ideas in our mind about what we want 2023 to look like. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for the imagination that you've given us, God, that you have equipped us 
to be able to design the lifestyle that we desire. Uh, I thank you, Lord Jesus, that according to your word, um, we can speak those things that are not as though they are. Um, we can exercise. We can exercise our faith, and we can begin to call those things out of the spiritual realm into the natural realm. It's just a matter of using the correct vocabulary. So, Holy Spirit. You know, when we pray, we very often don't know what to say according to your word. So I thank you, Lord Jesus. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you begin, hallelujah, that you begin to help us to um, uh, adopt a new vocabulary, a spiritual vocabulary, so that we can begin to speak about those things, call those things out, just like you did when you created the earth. You said, uh, light be. Uh So I say, healing be. Uh, You said, uh, suns and, and stars and moons, you, you called them out by name. You gave them a name and then you called them out. So I thank you, Lord Jesus, that we begin to we begin to call success. You belong to me. Prosperity, you belong to me. Healing, you are mine according to the word of God. Stable relationships. Stable relationships. I command you to come into fruition. Hallelujah. Whatever the need is, whatever the desire is, I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you give us the vocabulary that is necessary in order to call those things into existence. I thank you that we've learned about strength all month long. And I thank you that we stand up that the Holy Ghost stands up inside of us and we begin to walk heavy. Uh, and we begin, that we begin to walk with purpose. For the steps of a good man are ordered by God. Father, we thank you for this privilege. I lift up pastors and leaders all over this nation that are try, still trying to figure it out. I lift up those that have gone back to what, how they were before the pandemic. They still don't get it. Father, I thank you that you do something to encourage them, that you help them to understand and realize we will not have what we had before. That's not what you want. Thank you for a ready, fresh word that you deposit into the hearts and the minds of your people. God, we lift up the to you this morning. And we thank you for capacity. We thank you for strength. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for using her for your glory and for your honor. We thank you that the words that leave her mouth will enter into our ears. Thank you that you circumcise our ears so that we'll be able to hear the word of God just as you've given it to her that our hearts are open, our minds are open, God, and that we are receptive to your word, that we will no longer fight you anymore, but that we will stretch out our hands and we will say, we will unlock the door, the lock that is on the inside of our heart, and we will give you free reign and free access. As we begin to take our phones 
off mute. God, we offer you a celebratory praise and thanksgiving for what you've done and thanksgiving for what you're going We thank you in advance for you. We thank you in advance for direction. We thank you in advance for the resources that are needed in order for us to be able to Thank you for your sweet spirit. Thank you for your sweet spirit. Hallelujah. We invite you all to Thank God, we glorify you. Thank you for all. Thank you, Thank you for all. 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 Th
God, we want to thank you for the job that we don't even deserve. We have no idea other than but the fact that you appointed us there. We're not qualified, but, God, we thank you this morning. Thank you, Lord Jesus, that not only not only is our rent paid, but they, so are the utilities. We got hot and cold running water. God, we thank you this morning. Thank you that we got a refrigerator full of food, some of the stuff we probably shouldn't even eat. But, God, we thank you this morning. Thank you that some of us have, or all of us have PG&E. We can turn the heater up. We can turn it down. Uh, some of us even have air conditioning. Some of us have electric blankets and electric heating pads. God, thank you for what you've blessed us to have. Thank you that we can walk in our closet and be stuck for a few minutes trying to figure out what we're going to wear, what coat we will wear today, what shoes or what boots we will wear so we can, we can be warm. God, we thank you. God, we thank you. And we praise you. We magnify you for your greatness. We count this as a privilege. We don't take it lightly that for the last almost nine years, we could wake up, press, press, uh, a call in to this uh, amazing Declare Victory Forum, meet you every single morning. Thank you for Dion and the vision that you've given her. Thank you for all of those that work in the background to ensure this call happens every single day. Now, Lord, as we prepare our hearts and our minds to receive your word, we thank you for your woman servant again. We thank you for the opportunity. We ask that you would continue to bless us throughout the remainder of the day. In Jesus' mighty name, thank God. Amen. Before I pass the call to Dion, please, please check your phones again to make sure you are muted. God bless you. The call is in your hand, Dion. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye land. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pastor. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful, hallelujah, unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good and his mercy is everlasting and his truth endureth to all generations. Good morning, God morning, great morning. What an awesome confirmation this morning. I'm super excited, y'all. I, I am um, probably at a loss for words. I am so grateful for how Holy Spirit orchestrates all things so that we live do and become all things well. He is supernaturally um, endowed with the power to help us operate in both realms, in our uh, human nature and in our spiritual nature. I'm grateful. Happy Wednesday, you guys. It is Wait While You Wait Wednesday. Today, I want to challenge each and every one of you under the sound of my voice. Maybe you've never done it before, but I want to implore you, encourage you, and empower you and trust that you hear the spirit and the auspice under which I'm giving this mandate for you to push back your plate today. The camels are here, y'all. I'm going to say it again. The camels are here. They're not just coming. They're here with every single thing that we need today uh, by the authority given me. 
I declare and decree that the angels that are assigned to our lives today, now you got to do this with your own mouth, will supernaturally open doors, make ways, clear paths, and provide strategy to maneuver in today's day like we never have before. Um, I, I want to admonish you to consider your expectations right up and through here. And and thank God in advance. I dare you. Can we just do this real quick? We haven't done this in a minute. I want to prophetically begin to thank God for what is here, not what is coming, for what is physically here that's in the spirit that all we have to do is reach up and grab it. And, and I promise you this exercise will go with my share this morning. So can we do this real quick? Rochelle, if you could help me. Will you unmute everyone for me briefly? And we're going to just take about 60 seconds to tell God thank you. Don't ask for anything. Don't, don't do anything but begin to thank God. And this is according to Psalms 100. You can read it for yourself. You should memorize this scripture. So real quick, if everybody would, just begin to open up your mouth and thank God mm -hmm. for those yeah. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
VIP ticket left. Um, that comes with stuff. I'm not telling, <laughs> but it's going to be really good. But more than anything, I'd love to see each and every one of you there. I'd love to hug your neck. Um, I'd love to put a name with a face. There are so many new people on the line. It is a, um, it is a, a co-ed event. It's not just for girls. Uh, Pastor Coleman is going to be there teaching. If you've never experienced his wisdom, it's a gift. Um, and myself, Sabrina, um, Benita Jones, and um, and Bibi will actually be hosting the event. So I'm really excited. Um, and more than anything, I'd love to see you again this Saturday, 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. I hope to see you there. And again, that um, that Cash App is hashtag Tanya, not Tanya. Tanya, not Tanya. And um, for any of the other, for just regular ticket purchases that, that come with additional things, you can just go to my page. Um, it has also been shared in the Victory Room on Declare Victory, Tanya's page, Sabrina's page, but Eventbrite. It's just called Trading Grief for Grace on Eventbrite. All right, guys, let's get into it. Um, I believe that there is a word from the Lord. Um, God has really been dealing with me. You guys didn't necessarily know, but I've been going through a another a major shift and transition. Um, I'm kind of kind of built for them at this point. <laughs> I kind of take take all of it in stride, but I'm very grateful for my process. I'm grateful for where I landed. It is not the easiest thing to do. Um, major life shifts, major life change, major life transformation. Um, but one of the things that I had to remember is that we always win. And on this 30th day of November, um, as we begin to walk toward uh, the theme for December, which is sustained, past tense, and I promise I'll, we'll get more into it, but God is doing some things. He's preparing his people. And one of the things I think we don't necessarily understand is that because we have this thing called dual citizenship. We have uh, functionality in the natural world, but we have access to the spiritual realm. We have operation in the natural world, but we have authority in the spiritual world. And what I deal with a lot when I work with people individually and independently from attorneys to uh to, listen to care providers, it doesn't matter the rung in and of itself always states the same thing. If you don't know what you have access to, it's hard uh, to appreciate it. It's hard to utilize what is given to you. And when you only operate in what you think you can see, you lose access. You lose altitude in, in even gaining a higher height because you don't realize that all you have to do is declare a thing and it will come to pass. When you are in line with the will of God, when you are uh, in agreement with what heaven is declaring about you, there are things that you can literally um, just speak and walk into some stuff in this season. I don't have to even necessarily form a prayer about. 
it's like God uh, and, and Holy Spirit supernaturally um, just kind of make things evolve in life because of the posture. One of the things you have to recognize is that it is imperative that you stay in atmospheres that are conducive to growth, atmospheres that will keep you abreast of the fact that you are a dual citizen, that you have a, a, a dual citizenship, that you have a, a, a human nature, but you are led by a spirit nature. I'm going to ask you this question. A lot of times we don't necessarily know that we live a carnal existence because nobody brings it to our attention. 90% of the time, if you are struggling in excess, it's because the only thing that you are manifesting is what you believe you can see, what you think you have access to naturally, right? And so... I remember standing in my living room um, before my transition, and it really hit me that God had been, not, he had not just been sustaining me, but I was living in a place of overflow that I can't explain. Some of the things that I experienced, I promise you guys would think I made it up. <laughs> Sometimes I feel, I'd be like, did I make that up? <laughs> I, I cannot um, put into words how grateful I am um, for the strength that has been developed through my arduous journey. But today I can say that his yoke is easy and his burden, hallelujah, is light, that he's a promise keeper, that he never changes his mind about who he declares you are, that no matter what happens in life, I'm still his son. I'm still uh, standing in a place of authority as a child of the most high God. And I want to extend that truth to you this morning, that our faith, even we need faith to have faith, right? We hope against all hope. And so I'm going to, I'm going to share a super familiar um, story. We talk about it all the time. It's not strange. It's not foreign. But, but I want to bring it into different contexts because a lot of times we deal with self-condemnation for absolutely no reason. And I'm, I'm just grateful this morning for Romans 8 and 1 that therefore there is now no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus. We're still talking about strength, right? But I, I want to talk this morning about the strength to outlive it. But more importantly, the strength to receive it, right? The strength to receive, the strength to receive, the strength to have the capacity to receive, the strength to outlive the mistake that you think disqualifies you, the strength to outlive uh, the thing that you did just the other day that you you like, man, it's ours, it's a wrap. I, I suck. I'm not qualified. I, I don't deserve. Um, there There are moments in our lives where, we get so overwhelmed with what we think has disqualified us that we check out from attempting to pursue the promise. And this morning, my prayer is that you be reignited to remember that there's absolutely, and I, listen to me intently, there's absolutely nothing that you can do to change his mind about who he says you are. That every single thing, according to Romans, 
the eighth chapter, there's nothing you can do that will disqualify you from the finish line. There's nothing you can do that'll make him say, uh, that's not my baby. There's nothing you can do that'll say, uh, you no longer have access to me. There's nothing you can do when you make a confession with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead. Your salvation is yours. It belongs to you. Does it mean that you are, are going to be perfect? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, it does not mean that. Does it mean that if I do this, then I'm completely disqualified? No, because then we wouldn't have a need for grace. When you discover how merciful God is, when you discover the level of empathy and compassion he has towards you as his child who he knew before the set foundation of the earth would blow it, you would stop abusing yourself emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually. You would stop getting high. You would stop smoking cigarettes. You would stop getting drunk. You would stop, you would stop sinning against your own body. All the things that you have disqualified yourself from and just say, forget it, I'm going to just do it because I ain't good enough anyway. It ain't worth it anyway. You would make an active decision. And does it mean even after you make an active decision, you'll get it right? No, I like the cuss right there. Absolutely not. What it means is that there's a clause that's in place that has absolutely nothing, listen, listen, nothing to do with you. He did everything we need with nails in his hands, nails in his feet, a crown of thorn on his head, being pierced in his side, being beaten with a cat of nine tails, carrying a cross that splintered his back up Calvary's hill. He did everything that we need to move forward no matter what has happened. So so let's talk about this. Let's let's go to Luke, the fifteenth chapter. Luke fifteen. Again, super duper familiar passage of scripture. It's not anything new, but but I need you to get this because it is important. Uh oh, okay. Yeah, you're gonna need to back up. Sorry, guys. All right. Right before I go into um uh right before I go into the story of the prodigal son, I wanna just read the seventh verse. It says, I tell you that in the same way there will be more rejoicing in heaven over one sinner who repents than over 99 righteous persons who don't need to repent. So one of the things that you will always um, have to be cognizant of as a believer is you don't ever want to get so consumed with being perfect that you become self-righteous, that you become indignant about having it all together. Listen, I need y'all to hear this from the horse's mouth. I don't have it all together, and I don't know that I ever will. I think that when you become quote-unquote perfect, uh, that's when you become useless in the kingdom because when you don't feel like you need anything from God, you don't have the capacity to produce an atmosphere that produces power and results. When you think you have it all figured out, 
Uh, it's like you give yourself permission to be skipped over for the next great thing because there's no expectation. There's no anticipation. There's no hope for a new thing because you got it already together. I don't have it already together. I'm always hungry. I'm always thirsty. I always desire uh, to be in an atmosphere that'll change the way that I think, that'll change the way that I produce, that'll create an atmosphere of power where lives begin to change and people begin to make steps and strides into the direction of purpose. That's what I'm created to do and self-righteousness won't permit that. So let's talk about uh, this, this prodigal son. And I want to give you a different way to look at it. I thank God for uh, my mentor, my teacher, <laughs> right? Um, uh, uh, Prophet Lovey, I, I thank God for him and the revelation that he gets. And if y'all don't know nothing about him, if you ain't ready, don't bother yourself. Um, but it, he blesses me to think past what I see. All right, and so uh, the 11th verse of the 15th chapter says, Jesus continues, there was a man who had two sons. The young one said to his father, listen, father, give me my share of the estate. Without hesitation, now this is me paraphrasing, without hesitation, his father did exactly what he said. He said, so he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the youngest son got together all he had and set off for a distant country. And there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country. And he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to the fields to feed pigs. Listen, sent him to the field to feed pigs. Listen, he longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. When he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father's house and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your servant, one of your hired servants. And so he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and, and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Listen, but the father corrected him and said to his, his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring a fattened calf and kill it and let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. Meanwhile, the oldest son was in the fields when he came near the house and heard the music and the dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked him, well, what's going on? Well, your brother has come, 
he replied, and your father has killed a fattened calf because he has come back safe and sound. And the older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders, yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him? My son, the father said, you are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because the brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He lost. He was lost and is now found. Now, I've heard that story I don't know how many times. Um, I, I, I've read it. I've heard it from Sunday school to vacation Bible school to uh, uh, Sunday morning uh, uh, sermons and things of the sort. But what I began to understand is that sometimes in life, you have to go out to come in. Sometimes in life, you have to thoroughly blow it to get it. Sometimes in life, uh, there are things that are God allowed. The Father will allow you to do certain things because what it does is it changes your posture, right? Here you see this young son with his rambunctious, cocky almost, proud self, go and demand something from the Father. But get this, he demanded what was his by right, legally, spiritually emotionally, physically, the only problem was his father hadn't died yet. <laughs> but it didn't negate that it was still his and he had access to it. He had the courage to do something that his other brother didn't have the courage to do, um, as you see in the latter portion of the text, where his brother's uh, mindset was, as long as I'm here with my father, safe in the quarters, uh, I don't take any risks, I don't, there's no jump to me, I'm just going to be here and do what my father says, that's all good. But listen, let me tell you what he never had the opportunity to get in that particular passage of Scripture. Now, I don't know what happened later, but but there's no testimony to that other than he's been right there. And what it did was it made him uh, bitter. It made him a bit self-righteous. It made him a bit nervy. It made him feel like uh, you owe me more than you owe this youngster who had the audacity to go and be a tramp, honey, who had the audacity to go and blow your money, who was really, really raggedy at living. And then here he comes. And you celebrate him, I need you to know somebody uh, this morning has a, a prodigal experience to talk about. Those moments where you sit in your room, in your quietness, all by your lonesome, and you tell yourself how unworthy you are after doing what it is that you felt that you wanted and needed to do. I came to declare you, to you this morning that he is your father, and it takes strength to outlive it. It takes strength. It took something for him to be in a place. Now, once upon a time, I, I assumed that he was sent 
to eat with the pigs, I didn't realize he was just sent to feed them. Glory to Jesus. See, sometimes God will send you to places with unsavory and unlikely characters because you have something on the inside of you that they just don't have. Now, the difference between him and dealing with a, a human is that the pigs didn't even have the capacity to know who they were in the company of. Do you know that sometimes you are in the presence of people who will never recognize your greatness? The pigs didn't have the wherewithal, the wit, the capacity, the thought process to even understand they were in the company of a great man. Not only did he go home with the mentality that he would be rejected by his father, but he had deemed himself unworthy uh, for no just cause. He had made himself unqualified in a situation where nothing would negate, nothing would change, nothing would alter that he was still his father's son. Anybody on the line that can uh, agree that you've spent a whole bunch of time disqualifying yourself, discrediting yourself, chopping yourself down, diminishing yourself, well, I'll just be a hired hand. Uh, I'm not qualified to be a son. I'm not qualified to be a daughter. I'll just go be the help. You've made an active decision um, to, to choose to be less than who God already says you are. Not only did he choose to disqualify himself, but he did not realize that not only did his father love him, um, but even being in the pig pen with the pigs while they were feeding, there was an atmosphere that he created because he was hungry. Ah, glory to Jesus. He became famished in his natural, and it did something in his spirit. That's why I said today, if you would, just do this for me today. If you've never done it, push your plate back. There's an atmosphere that begins to shift how you think. It, that atmosphere, that hunger made him push past his shame. It made him push past his guilt. It made him push past the discomfort of knowing that he disobeyed the Father right back into the arms of the one who loved him most. See, the enemy's favorite thing to do is put you in a place of self-condemnation. Uh, a full. Uh, we appreciate conviction. That's a very different spirit. That's a very different atmosphere. But that hunger, he was, he was naturally hungry, but then in his natural hunger, he began to anticipate what it was like living in the palace. He began to anticipate what it felt like being in the comfort of his own home, having access to everything that was naturally and by right all his. He, he began to long for what he made an active decision to, uh, to leave. I, I want to tell you today that uh, God is desiring that we desire our first love, and that is his love for us. Sometimes you got to go out to come in. You have to have the strength to outlive it, right? So for some of us here on this call, one of the things I love about the culture of Declare Victory is the transparency. We call it humble, open, and transparent, where we don't have a problem with saying some of the things that we've done, some of the experiences that we've had because they make us who we are. There's nothing worse than having a conversation with somebody who never left the side of the Father when you'd have lived a ratchet life. <laughs> 
right? Because they want to send you straight to hell. They want to tell you about how many things uh, God has done for them in their perfection and in their uh, a little isolated space. That's cool and everything. Listen, but that's not my story. I did that. I did this. I went over there. I got a T-shirt for this, a mug for that, a, a baseball cap for that, and some designer socks for them other things that I dare not mention because you will never look at me the same. You get to a point where you start to understand that out was par for the course. See, there are children that I can talk to about certain things. I can have conversations about pimping and hoeing. I can talk about what it looked like to be in the car with somebody who got a pistol in their sleeve and will shake it down in a minute and shoot you right in your head. Literally, I have stories that make absolutely no sense. We're looking through a window, watching adult things smoke crack, and I had never seen it before. Being in places where uh, the place got robbed and I had to get on the floor to crawl out and take my jewelry out so I wouldn't get robbed. Yeah, I'm talking about me. It's, these real things that happen right and and those those things you it helps you to see it helps you to understand there was a different level of appreciation that the young son came home with he had a different level of gratitude I, I know you did a whole bunch of stuff but doesn't it make you ah glory to God doesn't it make you glad to know that you still have a father who loves you that'll still kill a fatty calf to feed you and your people and make everybody around you celebrate don't you know that even your errors create an atmosphere of gratitude and thanksgiving. It creates a different type of a structure emotionally, mentally, and physically. If you allow yourself to be redeemed by the truth of who you are, you were bought and paid for with a price. You've been purchased by blood. There's nothing you can do to change that covenant. The only thing you have to do is make a decision to turn around and go back home, little sweetie. <laughs> there's, there's nothing more to it. You get to a certain point where you start to recognize, I'm living too low. He started thinking about eating what he was sent to feed. You can't eat your seed and expect something to grow. It is necessary for you to get the revelation of how great your father already says you are, how qualified. Now, get this. He took uh, th that time to go and, and be what he thought. He, he had something in mind. He had this thing in his thought process that maybe I should go do this and maybe I should go do that. But the reality is sometimes you have to uh, grieve the idea of what you had in mind. I can only imagine as he sat there and watched the pigs graze that he started asking himself some amazing questions. Dude, what are you doing? Why are you here? Anybody other than me been sitting, listen, I was sitting in the benching bar, did that. Sitting in the benching bar, and I'm thinking, what the hell am I doing here? How did I even get here? What is this? What part of the game is this? What does this have to do with anything that I'm created to do? Absolutely nothing. Been sitting at a desk at a job and said, well, what? This, this is dumb. Please, fire. I'm going to give away all my time for these $6. Trying to figure out why I was extremely uncomfortable. What is this? Why am I here? Why am I doing this? Not just to myself, but to the people that I'm called to. What am I doing here? 
Sometimes you got to get real with yourself. Sometimes you got to be honest. Yeah, that may not have been the best decision, but I need you to know you have the strength to outlive it. Who cares what somebody has to say about it? Don't nobody care if you don't get it. Don't nobody care if you don't understand my process. I don't need you to. He's still my father, and I'm still his son. And then when you have to deal with the people who feel like you aren't qualified, his daddy got him right together. Child, listen, <laughs> that that's my son, and he had the courage to do something you didn't have the courage to do. He's proved me now herewith. <laughs> he he made a stake, a claim to stake on what was already his. His father didn't hesitate to give it to him. Yep, he blew it and he still had more than enough. He had more than enough when he made an active decision to go out there in the world. All he had to do was return back to what was already his. And get this. It still won't negate that he'll get an inheritance at the time of his father's demise. How about that? There's still a wealth transfer coming, and his needs are supplied. In spite of his mistakes, in spite of his errors, you got to have the strength to receive. You have to know that it is for you. You have to know that God never changes his mind about you being his child. You are the righteousness of God, not because you are righteous, but because he is righteous. The word says this, a just man falls seven times, right? Us falling does not negate the truth of who we are in and through Christ. And I know that it is difficult to wrap your mind around the fact that maybe you've not done everything perfectly. Maybe you've not crossed all your T's and dotted all your I's. And sometimes you will get it wrong, but I need you to know that you have the ability to create an atmosphere that shifts your entire life. Not just your life, but every single room that you walk in will be shifted because of your hunger. See, it was his hunger that triggered his thought process. It was his hunger that moved him from the place of being uh, low-level living in a pig pen, desiring to eat what the pigs were eating, to the place that he said, what am I doing here? Why am I stuck in this space and place? What can I do in my heart and in my mind other than return back home. But not only did he return home and they celebrate him, his father told him to go get a robe and put it on him. His father told him to go get his ring and put it on him. That meant that he got a promotion after blowing it. Did you hear what I just said? He got a whole promotion after squandering his full inheritance. Quit disqualifying yourself behind medial, uh, uh, remedial stuff. Quit checking out because you feel like you don't deserve X, Y, and Z. Listen, you don't. You don't deserve none of it. <laughs> but the beautiful thing is his righteousness says you do. His holiness says you are holy, right? It, it doesn't have anything to do with you other than your capacity to receive it. In Chronicles, Jabez says, God, in spite of my position, in spite of what my mother named me, bless me indeed, enlarge my territory, 
My prayer this morning for everyone under the sound of my voice is that you would give yourself permission to operate from the place of sonship that you were designed for, that you would give yourself permission to outlive it, to outlive every error you have held yourself hostage to all your life. Listen, it's a process. It doesn't happen overnight. Even when the the son returned home, in his mind, he was still disqualified. He told his dad, listen, I've been ratchet, I've been low down, I didn't blew it, and I'm sorry and everything. So I'm not even going to come here as a son. I'm going to come here as a servant. And the word says, and then he saw his father's compassion. The father loves us, you guys. He loves us beyond our greatest comprehension. And when we make active decisions to operate from that place of authority, to operate from that place of sonship, there is nothing that is withheld from us. That's where exceeding abundantly, above and beyond anything we can ever think, hope for, or imagine starts to kick in. I need you to dream again. I need you to remember whose you are. I need you to understand that life changes when you have the capacity, when you have the strength to outlive what you thought you wanted, what you thought you would become, what you thought you would experience, and you start moving back to, from that place of hunger, that atmosphere of wanting to be fed, the truth of who you are. My declaration for you this morning is light be, that the enemy would not only not have a foothold, but that every single dark place in your heart, every place you disqualified yourself, every place you stopped contending in the faith, every place that you divorced his holiness and his hope for your life would be restored by the power that's working on the inside of you. My prayer is that you would stop negotiating his promises, that you would start to walk in them and wear them like the coat that the young son got, that you would start to desire to eat the fatty calf and to know that you never have to be in the pig's pen again. I pray that you have the strength to outlive it, the strength to receive the truth of who you are as a son in the kingdom. I pray that you understand that you have dual citizenship and that you don't have to always adhere to what you think you see, but you start to move in to that spiritual realm and start to pull down from the heavens what's just waiting on you to realize who you are in Christ, where you are created to fit into this world. You weren't really created to fit in, but to fit out. And sometimes it takes going out to come back in. Do not hold yourself hostage to your history. It does not change who God says you are. You are still his son. You still have access. You still got action. All you have to do is walk in that authority. I've gone over time. I pray that something that I said um, has jarred something in you. I pray that you have a pig pen experience and you ask yourself some questions and you make a commitment today, even if you've eaten a little something prior to, just to push your plate back until 5 o'clock today. 
Give yourself permission for God to stretch you and see what that hunger stirs up. Now, for the, the and I'm going to say it just like this, and I hope the spirit of conviction hits you right in your gut. For the folks that choose to live and exist from a carnal state of being, um, I pray that this makes you uncomfortable. I pray that you understand that for real, you cannot live a carnal life and experience the fullness that's promised in him. And when I say carnal, that means just doing whatever you want, living any kind of way, and not expecting um, to not feel close to God. Building a relationship with him takes intentionality. Does it mean that all your sin life goes away? Absolutely not. Right? Absolutely not. It means that your intentionality in experiencing him and his presence starts to open up the eyes of your understanding that you desire what he desires for you. It'll start to stretch you in areas that you hadn't previously been stretched. I'm telling you from my own personal experience, you guys. I remember just living a carnal life and not knowing that I was carnal. I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. But I thank God for the revelation of understanding today that there are things in the spirit that I have access to. All I have to do is open up my mouth and declare it. So with that being said, there may be um, somebody that joined the call a little bit late. You didn't get a chance to say good morning. Before the ladies speak, let me give the men an opportunity, and then we'll go from there. Any fellows want to say good morning? Hey, good morning, God morning, great morning. Hey, good morning, God morning, great morning, Dawson. Any other fellas want to say good morning before the ladies take over? Good morning, Tanya. This is Jr. Thank you so much, man. You really touched my spirit this morning. So this isn't Tanya, it's Dion, but thank you, Jr. Blessings to you. Oh, I apologize, Dion. I apologize. Dion, thank you. I, I, I'm the prodigal son, okay? So That's, thank you. Look, all of us are. <laughs> it's all good. No worries. Amen. Thank you so Any much. Other, you're welcome. My absolute pleasure. Any other fellas want to say good morning? Good deal. Everybody else at work. All right. The floor is open. Wait, let me do this. Any new callers, any first-time callers that want to say good morning, or maybe you've just never said anything before in the past and you want to say good morning today? Awesome sauce. All right. The floor is open, ladies. What it do? Hey, can I go? Good morning. It's Diane. Hello. Hello. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Diane. Go ahead, Dawson. Yeah. Um, my mind immediately went back to the late 80s, early 90s, when people were on crack and the epidemic of, of crack and how when they got restored, how the, how you can't even tell that they were on crack. This, this whole text took me, me there uh, and the compassion and the forgiveness piece. And then when you said put on your, put on your coat, put on your ring, how we put on even uh, forgiveness, there's, there's so many layers to peel back in this story and in this text. And then thank you for being transparent in your personal testimony and all that. Everything resonated with me. And then I never knew that he was feeding the hogs and eating the hogs either. So I've got to do a little research. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I thought all he was doing was eating with him, but he was sent there to feed him. I was Me like, too. okay. Like I said, I got some, I got some mm-hmm. reading to do. Yeah, it's it's a real thing. Yeah, that's that's real stuff. Thank you for sharing, Dawson. I'm so okay. Anybody else want to say good morning or have questions, comments, commentary? Anybody? Good morning, Pastor Dion. Good morning. I have I have um I have something that I want to say. Get it out the way. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, um, I kind of wrote it down so I wouldn't forget. So I'm gonna kind of read it, but this is what I'm asking, and I want to use um, you if you don't mind, and I want to use my sisters that was concerned. And so what I have down is, so as you was telling us about the prodigal son, how his father accepted him and how his older brother got mad at him. Um, I tell you, so now what I'm saying is I have, I told you about the man that I'm talking to on the line and how you accepted how you said you were happy for me and how you said you you glad because you want somebody that, that um let me slow down you was um you said that's good cynthia da 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 you um that's good because you deserve somebody to treat you right to be in your life and stuff like that but on the other hand my other sisters that i love very much they had more of a, a concern of, okay, do you know him? How long you known him? And stuff like that. Um, and they kind of gave their history. And then you mentioned the word hunger. I, I um, have always asked God, you know, I wanted to be in a relationship. I want a, a mate and stuff like that. I don't think I'm being hungry about it but that was that's as a desire and then you also mentioned the word in there was carnal uh i don't think i'm i'm being carnal um is this is a desire that i want that i have always wanted um i'm not trying to put man first i want to stay focused on god i don't i want to keep that relationship with god and i want more of a a greater relationship with him. But my question is, why was the um, answers between you and my sisters different? Why was well, the I, response? I can't, I can't answer. I can't answer that question because I'm not. I'm not them. Um, and and there will always be concern. It's good to have people concerned, and it's people that are supposed to ask you critical questions when you make, you know, decisions, and they know your history. So it's not a bad thing. It's it's not a bad thing either way. You just take them and you weigh weigh the scales and the balances. I think, you know, God knows what our heart's desires are, but he also only sends us what he knows we can handle. And so one of the things that I have learned um, is, is that when, in fact, the decision that I made is out of step with what the decision God has for me, <laughs> It does. It doesn't work anyway. We just let the chips fall where they may, but we do things outside of a carnal nature. That means that you keep your body to yourself, right? Because that's where the lines and stuff get crossed. And so, just just because it's a little a little off topic, let's let's talk about it a little bit more offline. Okay. Okay. All right. Anybody else? Questions? Comments? Commentary? 
Good morning. Good morning, Good morning. Sister Stephanie. Um, Good morning. I really appreciate what you had to say, and I think that we've all gone through uh, experience. Uh, well, I don't know about all, but I think that it behooves us to go through an experience where we learn the true value in uh, following the Lord. And um, I was, um, I'm a member, I remember, I'll go to a church, and we um, did some presentations around Father's Day on um, the prodigal son. And in the um, passage about the prodigal son, it doesn't speak or give name to the father, only mention that he is the father. And in the um, speech that I did on the prodigal son, the prodigal son's father can be, as I used, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, because he never turns his back on us wherever, wherever we stray. And there can't be a testimony without a test in my understanding, and the more you test it, your test grows your faith and your strength muscles, and this was just a wonderful lesson for me, and I was standing outside talking to a sister, and I just began to weep in my car, because my friend of 47 years is going through some serious stuff right now, and you never know who you're touching on the line, so I just like to say thank you for this ministry. And I'll continue to keep my ears on. Thank you. Amen. Thank you for sharing, Stephanie. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Good, Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, no, I'll, I'll go after. No, is that Miss Pam? Uh, she can go. Go ahead, Pam. Oh, I was going to go after you, but um, <clears throat> two things. First thing is when you were speaking, I heard that song, Open the Eyes of My Heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you. Um, this was a, um, yeah, that's what it gave me. And then also um, I wanted to encourage uh, Cynthia. Um, Cynthia, you know, if when you share it, something, that's the thing, like some, and I know I'm one of your sisters, and I was concerned, but um, I never want to hurt anyone's feelings. I'm coming from, you know, being of concern because I love you, but that's the thing that I've learned for even in my walk that some things I can't share with everyone. Um, if I'm really, really like at peace and know I'm hearing from God, because then that's where the no, I call it noise. The noise comes in. Um, and it might stop you from something that maybe God put in your heart. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? So I just want you to know I love you. I love you. And um, just w always wish the best for you. Have a blessed day, family. Very good. Thank you for sharing, Pam. Krishanda, go ahead, back. Good morning. Thank you for that awesome declaration. Um, first, um, I wanted to say um, that. Um, Thank you for you and Tanya creating an atmosphere for healing. Um, that praise and worship and that prayer, I was under, I've been under the weather. Something's passing through, and I feel so much better. So thank you, first of all, for creating the atmosphere. And your declaration about um, the prodigal son um, is so precious to think about the father standing there and the father, Jesus, just you know, kind of using the father um, of the, the prodigal um, as Jesus um, standing there just waiting. And when I was pregnant, I read a book about um, 
massaging babies and how when you see a baby, how your face is so open and so welcoming and so loving. And that's how I imagine the father standing there, just seeing his baby come home. Mm -hmm. So thank Mm -hmm. you. And God bless you. Love you. Good morning. Thank you, too. God bless you. Love you. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Juanita. Go ahead, Juanita. Go ahead, Juanita. Oh, okay. Um, well, first of all, thank you for your decoration. Um, everything was, it was all good. Everything was so good. But um, I, I think about a couple of things. One is, you know, you got to go through to get to, you know, sometimes. So sometimes we don't realize what we have until we've been through something. So, you know, um, everybody don't have to experience the same things, but, you know, it's just that, um, you know, I also think as far as, you know, you don't appreciate the sunshine until, you know, I mean, unless you've been through the rain, in the rain, you know, so mm-hmm. it's it's a, a lot when it comes to, like, the prodigal son, you know, like you said, we all are prodigal sons, and we've all been through something where the father, and we have to realize that we already have it. God has still promised what he promised us, and he still, like I so said, he hasn't changed his mind about who we are or who he has created us to be. So I just thank God for his grace. I thank God for his mercy. So I thank God for you um, and your decoration this morning. You've got to go through to get to, child. I'm just, it is what it is. Or not. <laughs> or see. not. Oh, hey, G. Hey, wow. So I could just think about he loves us. Oh, how he loves us. And you're right. Uh, uh. We all are prodigal sons. And I think about who I used to be and who I am. And it's funny because even um, E.K. talked about the back in the day stuff. And so all of us, was well, let me not talk about other people, but my back in the day, like way back yesterday, the things that I did. And so what happens sometimes is people who know your story, they think they got a right to talk about. So when you say, I don't even care because I know I'm his son and I know what he's delivered me out of and I know who I am and whose I am. So we can't let our history keep us paralyzed and stay stuck because, oh, I, I can't pray. I can't do this. I can't do that. I can't speak. I can't. All the stuff that the enemy wants to keep us stuck in, Jesus already died on the cross for it. And if you tap into that, like you share, hey, I'm putting on the best ring, the best coat, because I know who I am. I'm not worried about my past. My past is over. Only the punk butt devil want to remind me and the people who are there, because sometimes people live in your past more than you do. But when you get free from that stuff and you move forward, it don't even matter. Say what you will or may, but I know that I am his son. So I love you, sister. Thank you for being you. That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to sing right now, but maybe later. Okay. Saturday. At about five, you could say. And then anybody else? I just need to say it's from 11 to 2. So Didi going to sing at five. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the Y'all point. Y'all smartish. <laughs> Good morning, John. Good morning. This is Sylvia. Um Hey. Thank you so much. Hey, thank you so much for your share and 
you know, the brother that was speaking, you know, um, about the crack era, you know, I used to say, you know, that was the, and I, you know, was the worst, darkest time of my life where I just wanted to die, just take me rather than live a life like that. And it just brings tears to my eyes when I think of even in those depths, even in the crack house, even at that time when I was going through that, God was already putting the robe on and putting the ring on and, you know, putting on everything that he already had planned. That was not how my story was to end up, not the plan that he had for me. And as I listened to the story, and I've heard it before, the prodigal son, it's the prodigal daughter, it's it's me, you know, it's uh, me taking care of my mom several times a week and laying at her feet, you know, the mom that raised my children when I was out in my addiction that I can walk in the door and she say, hey, Reverend, you know, as I recently been ordained, and I just know that without shadow of a doubt that even though that was so painful, I had to go through the fire. Mm-hmm. I had to go through what I went through. Even though I didn't choose to, I was, you know, following the wrong path. But God knew he had his robe and the crown and the ring and his ministry and his purpose way back then. And I remember meeting a lady uh, one time. I can't remember her name. She used to go to Acts, but she started her own church in Stockton, and she was a recovering addict, and she had this story that from her addiction way back then, it was she was already ordained. So I just thank God for you and this ministry and God's purpose. It'll be two years in January in that time frame. Seeking, asking, knocking. What is your purpose, Lord? Mm-hmm. So thank you so much. I'm so grateful. Mm-hmm. To God be the glory. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Save the rest like me. Mm-hmm. And, and real quick before you push past that amazing accomplishment, can we all just do something real quick and congratulate her? Can we celebrate like they celebrated for the prodigal coming home? Congratulations. Congratulations. changes except for your mindset. That's the the only thing that changes is what you feel like you deserve. And so this morning, I I really pray that we would all get to a place where we understand that we don't deserve it because of what we've done. We deserve it because of what he paid. He literally walked into the store of sin 
and with his blood and his sacrifice, he redeemed our souls from the very death, hell, and the grave. We are bought and paid for with a price. And if I had a robe and a ring, Sylvia, I'd put it on your back and put the ring Thank on your you finger until you go high and stand oh, and trust yeah. God. You hear me? You, got, you had the strength to outlive it, sis. You outlived addiction. You don't live there anymore. Your mother calls you reverend when you walk in the door and she cared for your kids while you were in addiction. All things, not some of them, not a fraction of them. They are all employed to serve you for a later date. Be encouraged and keep going by all means. Thank you. Thank you. Amen. Anybody else? Hey, Dion. Good morning. It's Alondra. Um, hey. I was just hey. thinking about you. <laughs> I was being spooky. <laughs> you know, thank you, thank you, thank you for your um, for the declaration this morning. You know, I am uh, amazed but not surprised about the way you talked about how his hunger was almost like a fast. Uh, uh, when he was feeding those pigs, right, and how, and this is how I got it anyway, and how it kind of amplified, it clarified, and it um, um, brought him back to him himself. You know, I've said this before. I am always amazed when I think about Psalms 139, and I think about, you know, how God knew me before he created the heavens and all that stuff. That just blows my mind. You know, and sometimes I think, to myself, God, why did I have, you know, why did you choose me to go through the stuff that I would go through? You talked about it when you said how, you know, he, um, how when we're going through something, how God knows we're going to go through something, and he knows we're going to come through. <laughs> he knows yeah. gonna, He knows when we're going to get enough, and, and he knows the moment. And the moment and the second when we are going to look like he did, like the prodigal son said, like you just said, what am I doing? I'm going to look for so one more just, time. If I don't find it, them, it just amazes me how my life, not only was I a prodigal son once, I was a prodigal son a few times. So I asked myself, God, you knew that I was going to be a, a drug addict. You know, or you said a dope thing because that's really what it is. You knew that I would stay clean for 16 years. You knew that I would relapse. You knew that you would bring me back. You knew that I would relapse again, and you knew that I would that you would bring me back. So not only did I leave home once and come back, twice and come three times, and each right. time. He's waiting for me. Yeah. That blows my mind. And it's just, uh, I always start hollering when I, when I talk. Oh, my God. <laughs> but my point is, is that when I think about my steps were ordered before I even got landed on this space, right, and how he knew from the beginning of time that I would give my life to him. 
so much so that he would not let me destroy myself out there in the world. And not only about, you know, drug addiction, but anything that separates me from him. Mm-hmm. That blows my mind. And I am forever grateful. I am forever grateful for his grace, his mercy, his endurance, his patience, his love, his provision, all of that. All of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank God. Mm-hmm. That's it. Thank you, God. I have nine and a half years tomorrow. Nine and a half years tomorrow. Praise God. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. That's what's up. That part. Whatever it takes, however long it takes. Nobody can drive your journey but you. Period. Yolanda, I don't we've never met. This is prosperous, but I've told you before, whenever you speak, something rises up in me. And like I was trying to say what you just said was so eloquently perfect like I was trying to say that when Raven was speaking earlier this week that I mean that's what I was thinking the same thing when she was talking about I think a cousin of hers who who was sick and that how great God is that he knew you know even when he was going through saying I'm about to be done he knew he was going to get her to the other side I just love your sound Yolanda I have never met you but I whenever you speak look what God has put in you it's just something rises up so just uh, God bless you sister uh, thank you for him. <laughs> now, okay. now, Yolanda, okay. Yolanda, did you hear that? I heard that, <laughs> Abracadabra. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Prosperous. I appreciate that. Go ahead, on. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Inside joke. Hey, this is Tanya, not Tanya. I was uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I was just thinking about um Sylvia and Yolandra and other people who have similar stories. Um what I thought about as you all shared is that so many people didn't make it out. So many people didn't make it through. And then some people who did make it through, because y'all y'all sound healthy. Well, I know Yolandra, I see her often. I haven't seen Sylvia, but y'all sound healthy. There are so many people who have health challenges now as a result of um, um, when they were using. And then I also thought about how that um, some people, like like mentally, mentally, like they don't have it together, you, how privileged you all are that God was merciful and his promiscuous grace over your promiscuous grace listen to me, promiscuous grace extended to you all and people who have similar stories. Um, what, what amazes me is that um, the love of God, you know how earlier Dion said, some, I'm going to paraphrase it because I'm not saying it the way she did, but along the lines of there, you can't out God. There's nothing that you can change his mind. And so when we think about your stories and we think about the things that we as people have gone through, some of them have been very, very horrific. Some of them have literally changed, I love this word, the trajectory of our lives. But God never wastes anything. 
So the testimony that Yolanda can share this morning about where she was and having gone back and God redeemed her three different times is a testimony to somebody else who may have only fallen once or maybe they fell seven times. It doesn't matter. Like there's living proof through Yolanda that God still extends, extended his mercy and grace towards her. And when we look at Sylvia and we've been able to watch her um, and listen to her journey on the call when she first started, how God blessed her financially, all these things. Listen, I wanted to scream when you said your mom now says, hey, Rev, my God today. So God never wastes anything. He takes what the enemy meant for Yeah, he turns it into something that's good, something that's positive that you can use for other people. I can talk about drug use from a theoretical standpoint because I have a certification in substance abuse counseling. I can't talk about it from a real place. You see what I'm saying? So God, for everybody, no matter what your situation and whatever God has brought you through, he didn't bring you through it for you to keep it quiet. You need to put a sound to it, or you need to put some words to it and write about it. I'm done. Real stuff. One last thing, and I'm going to shut up. But um, I'm kind of embarrassed to say this um, because some people on the line have been going, have gone through a lot. But it's so odd because I watched the movie New Jack City for the first time in a long time last night. And that was as close as I have ever been to even seeing what it's like. And that was just a movie. So <clears throat> when I was speaking to Yolanda, <clears throat> it, it's probably what, when, when you, you speak and I said something rises up in me, it's clearly other things too. Like um, you definitely clearly have a, a, a word for those who've been through, um, you know, substance abuse and things like that. But there's even more. There's more. There's more. Because I heard you, whatever the spirit has in me. I don't know if that makes sense. Um, that's all. God bless you. It I hope makes that makes sense. Thank you, Pam. <laughs> heard you. Good, that's good morning, Dion. Uh-huh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. How are you today? Oh, my God. I'm so excited on this morning. Thank you, uh, Sister Kenya, how you came in and just solidified our uh, being. A lot of us that are here, you know, we're hearing, you know, people's testimony of coming out, coming out of dark places. And, you know, I was, and I am, and well, maybe I can pass. No, I really, I'm going to keep it. I'm a recovering alcoholic. And I can tell you now that God is using what was meant for evil in my case and turned it around for my good. I am doing uh, some things that I never thought I would be able to do. Thank you, Dion, for trusting me. And, you know, this coming here to declare victory has really, I mean, allowed us to be free for real. You know, like, you know, you know, people are constantly hurling rocks, you know, at the glass house. You know, they'll throw the rock and hide their hand. But I'm just saying to you all on today, freedom it, it is just such, it's so liberating, and it doesn't allow us to stay in the dark place. So I'm so glad. Thank you so much. Uh, yes, 
I don't mind telling my story because it has really freed me. And I thank God. Thank God. Thank you, Dion, so much. I love you so much. And the, your uh, declaration was, I mean, just right on point. Great month. Strength. Yeah. It was a good month. Thank you, Jerry, for um, for sharing. And listen, we thank God for those testimonies. We thank God for outliving it. I don't care what you say I used to be. I outlived that. I outlived it. Ah, ha, 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 ha. Good morning, Pastor Dion. Good morning. This is Sister Lisa. You know, I, I thank God. I give him the glory and the honor because I shouldn't even have my mind. But I thank God for the clear victory that you got. All y'all died for me to be right here on this Wednesday morning. Uh, November the 30th, uh, drug-free, alcohol-free. But listen, I had a, uh, my, my uncle's funeral was Monday. And it was a beautiful service. And I remember when the last time I see was 95. And he always prayed for me. And he always did that. And he said, I don't want you up in there hollering and hooping. And but, but my heart is going to miss him. And God knows where I'm at. But then after the, we left the church, we're leaving the church. I'm sitting in the parking lot. I'm sitting in my car. And so the other family members, they looking at me. And so they just cannot believe that's not the same one that was on a crack. That's not the same one that was on that cardboard when they had nothing. That's not her. No, no. And so they said, well, we're going to go over to his house afterwards, and we're going to have a, we're going to really party now. I said, oh, no, no, no. I'm going home. That was the Lord. Gave me strength. No, I ain't going over there. I, I can't afford mm. to pick up another drink. I can't afford to go back. I got to go mm-hmm. forward. But my mind is in the enemy trying to say, no, no. Don't want nobody no going over there. I said, you the lie. You the lie. And you ain't got no room to be in my life. Get out of my head. And I hit that freeway and got home at 4 o'clock and praise God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> go on, Lisa. God give me strength 
And all you godly women on this call gives me strength. I thank Amen. you for encouraging. I think about all y'all. Every time I get ready to say something, no, no. Like, no, no, Lisa, you can't do that. That ain't you no more. <laughs> that ain't you. Heal your mouth and shut when I can't say nothing. I'll be quiet. Be quiet and get the thoughts out of my head. And I had to ask for forgiveness, but I'm thanking God that I'm making through the fast. When I couldn't even stop eating, 4.30, I'm grabbing something to eat. No, no. I make it to 5 o'clock, and I don't call in as she gave me a blessing me to take care of a lady that has dementia, and I washes her feet. I rub her feet down with lotion. I have patience now that she don't know because her mind, but I ask the Lord to give her peace, you know. But I'm grateful. This, not, this wasn't me. It wasn't me to care well, about I, nobody listen, but me. And we so we so proud of you, Lisa. We yes, don't know what to do. Yes. <laughs> you keep, for you my keep going, girl. Yeah, I will. Thank you so much. Love all of you. Thank you for dying for me. Hey, hey, love hey. You, Lisa. <laughs> hey, Dion. Um, I wasn't gonna say nothing, but um, I'm here in tears. Um, I gotta issue a warning. Um, just because some was able to go out and come back in and go out and come back in with what Tan said and what Sister just shared. Some of y'all don't don't try it. Listen, don't, don't try it. Don't don't try it. Stay in. Go on, stay at the house. Stay, don't don't try it. Stay safe. You, you've been brought back in under the ark of safety, and by the grace of God, he allowed you to come back in because we've all been prodigal, but we don't know when the grace card will run out because we're living and breathing. And if we've tasted and seen that the Lord is good, don't return back to that vomit because there's nothing there for us. There's nothing there for us. There is so much protection in the ark of safety. Yes, a good man falls seven times, but we lose so much traction when we go back out there, we lose so much ground when we go back out there. We know it's nothing good out there. Sin is good for a season. And the enticement and the lure, it looks sweet. It's sweet for a season. It looks good. But it's nothing but the trick of the enemy that keeps getting us caught up to make it look like it's something out there for us. But what does it do? It makes us lose ground. It detours our destiny. It delays our time. And then we get out there, and then we don't look like ourselves. Then we have to come to ourselves. Nothing but the grace of God. The love of the Father never changes, but if we make our bed in hell, he says, he's still with us and loves us. However, we don't know what it's going to cost us. We don't know what it's going to cost us. I don't believe it's going to cost our salvation, but will it cost our lives? Meaning we'll see him sooner? Yeah. Great. We'll be with him. Thank God. But we got work to do. We got relationships to have. We got people to love. We got destinies to help. Uh, We got family members to see through this thing. We got some stuff, work to do. That touched me so. I wasn't going to say nothing because I don't want to be the doom and gloom, but reality is, 
that we don't have time to be going backwards and taking steps back. I don't. Let me speak to me. I don't have time to be going backwards. This is an admonishment to me. We talk about our testimonies. Yeah, they're for other people, but they're for us as well to not forget what he's delivered us from. Help me, God, not to forget so that I don't go back. And when I go back, you know, that scripture that talks about when our house is swept clean, be mindful to keep it clean. Because if we let a crack in, then that enemy comes back in and he brings back not just himself, but he brings back seven demons. And our state is worse off than we were. I, I know. I know we're excited. <laughs> but our state off is worse off than where we were. And we asked God to deliver us and we wanted to be set free. And then we find ourselves more than where we were. Okay. What I really wanted to say earlier, Didi Cherise, what you were talking about, you need to put that down in a book. How do we go to go feed something and we end up becoming the thing we were supposed to feed? Let me say this before before I forget. This is a beautiful thing. His grace never runs out. Never. There, there is an expiration date. There's nothing that will make his grace run out. Oh, he wants a word. His grace is going to run out for us, but life can. Hey, no, okay. Good morning. But, but yeah. I, want, I, want to sure <laughs> I want to make sure we're clear. His grace never runs out. There never is no out. expiration no, date for Absolutely it's not. always, always 24 hours a day, it's seven days, five days a year. His grace is active. What we do you know, he, um, who else is talking yeah. about? <laughs> I was going to say, who's having a whole conversation? Who is that? Mute your phone. Who is that? Amen. Thank you. They got it. Yeah. His grace is absolutely sufficient. Mercy's new every single morning, but what we have absolutely. to lose in this life, yeah, absolutely. And and listen, if people want to pay what we have, listen, what he's paid for us, absolutely sufficient. If we want to go uh, through, no question, then it's up on. If we make it, but everything, though, honey, this is what I say all the time. Everything costs something. It does. So our decisions do, and we can weigh in the balance. Decision. And we're active participants in that. I don't think we realize that. We do have a choice in the matter. Life is just not happening to us. We are absolutely co-laborers and participants in this thing called life. Yes, so back are. to what I was saying. Yeah, back to what I was saying about the decision about, you know, going to feed and then becoming the one who has to be fed. That's a decision, too. Same difference. No question. Ends up Everything Ends up having to be and then coming to ourselves and saying, hey, I don't have to be here. That goes right back to what I was saying. I don't even have to be here. Listen, in my father's house are many mansions. He set up a lifestyle for me because I am his son. I am his child. And he set up some provisions. He set up some, some serious guidelines. Walk in, walk in them. <laughs> And I think a lot of it, a lot of it has to do for real with, um, we have, I don't know about y'all, but I know I would be at church and it was, everything about it was carnal. 
But until mm-hmm. you start to recognize the spiritual, you don't even know that you're carnal. I, I didn't. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I had no clue that I was living a very carnal existence, just living in the natural realm and just feeding natural. What you feed is what grows on any mm-hmm. level at any time. And it is all self-preservation. It's all a matter of active decisions and recognizing what belongs to you. And, again, knowing that the word Mm -hmm. says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. When you don't know that you are a son and you live as a servant, that's what you experience, a servant's lifestyle. But even servants live better than some sons I know. (laughs) Because they got access. But if you don't access what you got access to, then you don't got access. You have it, but you don't have it. It's available, but you don't possess it. And after you know, while, you get taught like slaves. Right. You said that we're taught how to live carnal. I think the absence of taught about the spiritual is the thing in the church. Mm-hmm. I think that's what we're like. Yeah. No question. But I, I even think that's what I mean. Hey, go ahead. Hi, it's Gigi. Good morning, everyone. Uh, I've just been listening this morning, and it's really just touched me to just realize that uh, that the grace that God gives us, and we, and how you say, give us permission to forgive ourselves and just stop beating ourselves up. And I wake up every morning, you know, just beat myself up. And, not, you know, I acknowledge God's grace and mercy giving me new opportunities, but I just realized that he wants me to let go and stop trying to take control of what I can't control. And I just, I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate the testimonies that I heard this morning because I just know that, if God could do it for anyone else, I know he'll do it for me, and the plan is already in place. I just need to sit back and relax and give myself grace and stop beating myself up because he don't like that either. So I'm just looking forward to it, and I love when that lady, um, this Lisa talks, and I'm just, just waiting for my hey, hey moment, you know, because I know it's going <laughs> to come, and I just trust God. And I'm just so thankful for you guys, and I appreciate that. And just uh, And I believe if I give myself the grace, It'll free up a lot of other things that I deal with every day. So, thank you. I agree. Thanks so much. Girl. Yep, I agree 110%. Go ahead. I would like to share. I don't know who the young lady was sharing before. Um, This is PR. Praise the Lord. For God's grace. Amen. And I too believe, truly believe that where it is sufficient, God's grace is not for us to continue on in ways that God has made it very clear to us um, the pattern of we choose life or we choose death. And when we choose to trust in God's word, to live out his word, to know that we are to become the living epistles of his word, the love of God begins to constrain us from the very things that Christ had to pay the ultimate sacrifice. You know, it's it's been well said that the grace of God is free, but the grace of God was not cheap. The grace of God cost Jesus a very agonizing death on the cross. And there was a purpose for why Christ um, came, 
which was to save us and to redeem us from the very bondage and hell of sin. And I, too, with the young lady that was speaking before, believe that we do make our choices. Grace is not for continuation. God's grace continues. But grace is not for continuation. Grace is for correction, for us to get it right. So many people lose their lives thinking that they can play Russian roulette. When we have a mind of Christ, and, and I want to go back to the prodigal son and all of that you said, Pastor Dion, is just so gloriously, uh, wonderfully, and true. There's two sides of the coin. Um, and when we get to a point, when we get to a point where we um, continue to return to the vomit, no one can eat vomit and not get sick. When God has called us out of darkness into his marvelous light, yes, he'll give you to a point, because it was me, when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired of being sick and tired, as my great-great-aunt told me some years ago, you'll just quit. Well, how, what was the what's the price that we've paid? People have come out, Maine, people have come out um, with half their bodies, half this and half that. When God wants to give us a whole, why would we settle? And every time we're coming from a place of victory, why would we take the very things that we were created in when God brings us out? Because every time we go back or every time we just decide that we want to do our thing and lean to our own understanding, I look at it this way. You take the power of God that he has given you and you hand it over to the enemy. Why would we do that? And it does take a place in a relationship because Jesus says it this way. If you love me, then you will obey me. And when we get into the word, the word of God, is it will do everything that it needs to do into our lives. But we have to submit ourselves, hallelujah, to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. He can be your Savior, but is he your Lord? When we understand what that means. It's not about us choosing what we want to do. It's about us having a desire. It's, I, it's, when, your, it's when your want to's become, it's when your have to's becomes your want to's. When you want to love God with all your mind, your heart, your body, and your strength, and you understand what he has done for you, and you understand that you would not be standing here today if it had not been for the love of grace on your side. Absolutely. Well, where, where I just love everybody. I love the Lord. I love God. I love all that he has done for us, that we can be, hallelujah, his hands, his feet, his mouthpiece, that we can be the embodied Christ that walks around earth to be the salt Amen. and the light that God has called us to. Because this stuff that we're dealing with today, I'm, I'm, I'm with, we, don't, we don't got no time. We don't got no time. Yeah, I, I agree 110%, Pastor PR. I, I agree. And see, the, one of the things that I love about God's love is when you start to understand your place in God, like for real, when you really start to understand sonship, the posture of your heart begins to change. And the first thought process is not about what you shouldn't be doing because all you want to do is love the Father. When you start to understand that in his presence is fullness of joy, Mm. going back out is not even a desire. Your desires begin to change. That's where transformation comes in. Mm. The trajectory of your entire life begins to change and your focus, because one of the things being in religious settings a lot does is remind you of be good, 
you can't be good enough. Amen. We don't have we don't have the capacity to be good enough. When you start to recognize His Lordship in your life, certain things are not at the forefront of your mind. Certain stuff I would never do again. I couldn't even consider or think about. But that's where the transformation and the conversion happens. When we yeah. focus on loving Him back, not focusing on being good, I, you, I cannot. That that don't help me. And everybody Amen. is different. But when the binds of religion start to fall off of you, certain things come to the forefront of your mind that have everything to do with the place of authority that we stand in as his children. And then we start to access his fullness. And then we start to access understanding that his grace was the highest price any person could ever pay. And their gratitude level changes. And so then that's when you start to see the manifestation of doors opening that no man can shut. That's when you start to see Mm -hmm. the manifestation of him being the one that keeps you and not you yourself. It's not about our righteousness. We ain't got none. It's all we see. Yeah, amen. I just want to close off with saying, tell him the man, it's just change me, oh God. Change me, oh God, to be more like you. And we just Absolutely. allow, I, I, I love you, Pastor Dion. I, I, I thank God for declaring victory. And, yes, we are all different, but praise God. Hallelujah. He, he will meet us where we are, and he will take us where he needs us, where he wants us to go. But we all, and I want to share with this, and I think I, I know a lot of people probably, probably have heard it. Sin will take you further than where you um, take you further than where you want to go, keep and you longer than you want to stay. Amen, and cost you more than what you think that you, more than you that you can praise God. <laughs> no that question about all. it. I love everybody. I love everybody. God. <laughs> we love you too. Hey, Dion. Hey, can you hear? Hey, it's Yolanda again. So, hey. um, I I just want to share a few more things, and please feel free to edify, clarify anything that I may uh like misstate, right? So when I think about when I think about God, right, and I think about like all the trouble in the world and why some people, you know, are violently murdered or maimed for no apparent reason, right? All I can think about, you know, I ask for God why, right? And all I can come back to is his permissible will, number one, and if I believe that he knew, he knows what path, he knew the moment I would be born and the moment I would die, whether it's violently or naturally, that is my path. That's my path, and I have to accept that. I have to embrace that. So it's not for me to ask God, why it's for me to pray it's for me to uh uh have faith in his word that he knows best right and so for me you know um in my journey and in my life i you know because for me be honest like i came back virtually unscathed right you would not be able to, you couldn't look at me or a number of other people and know my story just by looking at me, right? I love rich testimonies. I love rich conversations like this when we get into, 
declare victory. When I think about my life, I am reminded, and I ask God, like I said in the beginning, God, why did I have to be the dope fiend? Why did I have to be the black sheep of my family? Why, 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 right? But I am reminded of Paul, I think it's Romans 8 and 18, and I'm paraphrasing, but it says, so I consider my present sufferings are nothing compared to the glory nothing. that will be revealed in me, <laughs> right? Yeah. So I went through everything I went through to come to this moment in time when to realize that, Yolanda, sin is not the path I want you to right. take, but I also want you to freely understand that you want to live for me. I want you to live for me, but I want right. to give you the opportunity to realize that my way is the way, right? right? Number one. Number two, it doesn't matter, you know, uh, what I go through, you know, it doesn't matter. Any of that, whether I've lost time, whether I've, you know, lost this, lost that, you know, uh, digressed, because God says, I will redeem the time. Mm-hmm. I can redeem the time. So I can tell you for a fact, not only spiritually, not only emotionally, not only physically, right? But God has allowed me to redeem the time. It is as if I never used in my life. Yep. Praise God. It's like, and I recognize that. My eyes are open now. You know, I don't take that for granted anymore. I don't think, oh, well, I don't care. I'm just going to, you know, no. So it takes what it takes. So I don't want to give a message that, you know, people can, like, go willy-nilly and do as they will and toy with God. No, I'm not saying that at all. But I am saying each person's journey is that person's journey. And God has full command of your life, full command. And there's nothing you can do about it. Nothing. Nothing you can do about it. You know, it's because true. he knows He knows when your heart is hard. He knows, okay, well, this one right here, I'm just going to have to go ahead and just cut this short because this one right here is, is just not going to listen. He knows that. I agree. Thank God. That's it. Thank I, you. I absolutely agree. And I, for, for me personally, I know that everything that I um, I did out of my own will was from a place of ignorance. I just I didn't know. I didn't I didn't realize how much he loves us. And for for those that may be fatherless, if you've never experienced the love of a father, it makes it even the more difficult to embrace the truth of who God says you are. Because if you've never had a father to love on you like that, it, it makes it difficult. But the beautiful thing is we got action today. And we can come to ourselves. And prayerfully, this word was not just a word to make you excited. That That's never my goal. My goal is that the spirit of conviction mixed with the revelation of the grace that we have access to, the gift of his righteousness, the gift and the cloak of his holiness, and you start to learn how to live from victory, not for victory. It changes your perspective. If all you worried about is not messing up, let me tell you something, you go mess up. If you start to embrace the truth of who he says you are, you start thriving toward what he says you are 
and not lingering in the place of worrying about, oh, I hope I did this right. Oh, I hope I got that right. Listen, I did that for years and years and years in my religious mentality. And then he started to free me from the binds of religion. And today I can walk in liberty because I know in his presence, which is why I ask everybody that will to fast, in his presence, you got to find your footing in his presence. And sometimes it requires that pushing back your plate so that that hunger develops again for his presence. Sin and his presence can't abide in the same place. Learning how to live from his presence throughout the course of the day, it changes your mind. You don't be thinking about, uh, am I finna sin today? All you're thinking about is, God, what, what are we doing next? What have you made provision for today? That becomes your focus, not your sin life. And it's really important that you understand the distinction. I used to live from there. I don't live from there today. <laughs> I live, I live my, my life forward, and I don't have time to go backwards. And when you in his presence, backwards ain't on your mind. You learn to live in right now. Time is not for God. It's for us. He controls all of it. But that's it. It's, it's uh, 8-12, y'all, and I got business because Tanya is a pest. And I got stuff I got to do for her yet. <laughs> yeah. so, really, really oh, my God. Did you just throw me under the bus? I <laughs> under the bus. When I say she did. Let me say this real quick. This is Lisa. Uh, um, I just want to say this in a real simple way. For me, the best thing that helped me to get out of religion was relationship. Was relationship. Mm-hmm. When I accepted that he loved me no matter what, and, and started to really develop a relationship with him, it, it made the difference of everything. Um, perfection is, is not it. And that, that settled the rules. That settled the thing of trying to be good. Because that's what I used to try to do, was be good and keep the rules. Relationship is everything. So that Absolutely. settled it. I just wanted to share that, y'all. Absolutely. Hey. Do y'all know it's top of the hour? Tan, you don't get me. I just want to say grace here and, and the fact that the prodigal son, um, he never forgot his sonship, even though he went and, you know, he was, had to do what he had to do because he had spent all his money. He didn't want to go back with the embarrassment. But when he came to himself and realized that he was still a son of a king, he went back home and got himself together. So we can never forget that we are sons of the king, the king, not a king. Speaking.
And your share this morning was just, it was like icing on the cake of things that have been happening to me and what God has been showing me. And I think the, the, the my big takeaway is just don't, don't allow yourself to be held to your mistakes, right? We're going to make mistakes and we're not going to be perfect. But what is our heart posture and what are we striving for to be in relationship with, with God and to be better, to be what he created us to be? So I'm just grateful for all of you um, ladies who have touched my life in such a profound way. I love you. I love you. I love you. Have a great day. We love you. We love you. We love you back. How about that? <laughs> and we appreciate you. Thank you for your hey. sacrifice consistently. Hey. Hey. Hey, this is Gloria. Real, real quick, I promise. Hey, thank you for that declaration. Thank you for allowing the Holy Spirit to use you. And as we were talking and and the testimonies were coming, I was reflected back on the fact that, and it was many, many years ago, thanks be to God, but God allowed me the grace of being able to witness to my cocaine dealer and to my, they were my best friends before I got saved. Mm-hmm. But he allowed me the opportunity to witness to them. And so if anybody thinks that it's not true that your clock will run out, both of them were killed. But God allowed me the opportunity. And they knew where God delivered me from. They knew it was God who had done the work, that it had nothing to do with me. So I thank God for the opportunity and the privilege of being able to say, yep, he brought me from that. And he, he's going to bring me through anything and everything else because he's already done. It's already taken care of. So I, I appreciate him for that because sometimes the, our old, for me, the, you know, that's my old, my old testimony. But it's also a reminder for now and an encouragement for somebody else. God bless you. I love you. I'll talk to you later. God bless you. Love you back. Amen. Love you, Dion. Love you, too. Anybody else before we go? Amen. Well, I pray that I hear the majority of us back on the line at 5 o'clock, pushing back our plate. Listen, and the cold part is right now, I'm hungry. But I'm more hungry (laughs) for his wisdom and for a snack, so I'll be all right. I pray that you guys go and you grow in love. I will hear you all at 5 o'clock. If not, we'll hear you tomorrow, um, and I'll make this quick announcement. Prepare your heart and mind for a uh, Monday night live with the Archer Circle. It'll be the Archer Circle crew as well as Gloria, who is the leader currently of the Archer Circle. We're about to do a thing. So I'm excited. Um, It'll be announced for the, the next couple of days. And hopefully you guys will be available on Monday, 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for a live broadcast and an amazing discussion. Otherwise, I will hear you all at 5 or in the morning. I love you. Have an amazing, amazing day, guys. Amen. God you bless too. You too. Have love y'all. Sunship. Have a great day, everybody. Have a great day. Love you all. Have an awesome day, everyone. God bless. God bless.